thinking it doesn't seem like I've been doing a lot of live streaming this year that's because this year has been pretty busy you know I got married twice plus I had a kid some of you have probably seen her in some of the live streams already so that's not a mystery to some of y'all but I wanted to jump on here before 2022 ended just to chat with a couple of you guys because over the past couple of months, there's been a lot of things that I wanted to talk about and I just haven't had the chance to. Um, as the title of this live stream suggests, I'm going to be talking about the discourse of entertainment that I've been noticing over the past year, rather. And needless to say, there's a lot I really want to get off of my chest. Normally, I use this time to kind of... Um, to pretty much highlight a lot of my favorites for the year. I I don't believe I did it in 2021. I definitely did it in 2020. I probably did it real fast in 2021, but I haven't really had the chance to really gather a lot of things that I really enjoyed this year as far as entertainment wise. Um, while there's some things that have entertained me this year, don't get me wrong, but truth of the matter is, there really hasn't been too, too much that has captivated me throughout the year 2020 U, 2022, rather. Um, just looking at the, um, just looking at the, um, a lot of the movies that have come out over the years, over these, over this year, and just thinking to myself, a lot of them have been very middle of the road for me. Um, a lot of them have gotten like sevens or rather not even sevens. A lot of them have gotten things I would probably watch on streaming service when they come out on streaming service. Um, you'll probably notice that I didn't go to the movies a lot this year. Um, there, Truth be told, there wasn't really a lot of movies that me and my wife were really super gung-ho to go to the movies to go watch. Um, we did watch Wakanda Forever. You saw my review on that. Um, aside from that, there was only like a couple of movies um you know wakanda forever we saw um multiverse of madness yeah um other than that there wasn't too many movies that we went to the movies for honestly speaking a lot of them we just waited for them to come on streaming services or we just kind of um found another way to watch it or whatever so needless to say this at least to me there's been a lot of pretty mid stuff as far as as far as entertainment that's come out there's been a lot of pretty decent tv that's come out but this is not a review of the things i've watched over the year this is more a a discussion on a lot of the hot takes that a lot of people have had throughout entertainment this whole year like towards the latter part of this year there's been a big discourse 
on the state of entertainment, um, not even all across just social media, but all across of all platforms, especially in Hollywood, um, between the likes of like Martin Scorsese, Quentin Tarantino, um, James Cameron, and a lot of other guys, you know, who have been taking jabs at superhero movies, more, more specifically superhero movies. And it's gotten me to the point where it's just like, what exactly are we arguing about? What exactly are we upset about? Because I can't for the life of me figure out why these things are such a big deal. I can't understand why people are, so many people are taking such umbrage with the superhero movie genre. Now, granted, the what I want to talk about doesn't necessarily pertain to just the superhero movie genre. There's a lot of things that I would like to cover because as I said before, a lot of the hot takes I've heard throughout this entire year have been very, I guess the best way to put it is be very biased. I guess that's the best way to put it is be very biased. I've seen a lot of people make pretty harsh um, criticisms not even just on superheroes, but just on superhero movies, but other other pieces of um um cinema and as as well. And I'm talking about TV also. So what I did was rather than you know write a script for all this, I kind of just put out a list. I wrote down a list of certain things that I wanted to talk about as the stream goes on. I don't know how long the stream is going to go for. It's not going to be too long because I'm looking at the clock right now. It's 9:15 in Jersey right now, so I'm not going to try to be on this for too long. Before I really get into this, please be sure to like, share, comment, follow me on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube, of course, Twitch, um, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. I am all over the place. And I'm one of my, I could definitely say one of my, one of my New Year's resolutions going into 2023 is to be a lot more active on these platforms, even if it's just to like a small capacity. You know, um, the live streams are going to be the live streams. I'm going to try to make those things a little bit more. I'm going to try to be more frequent with that stuff because I know I haven't been for the most of this year. So I'm going to try to be more frequent with the live streams. But, you know, little things I'm just going to be dropping here and there. I'm slowly learning how to be a little bit more competent with TikTok. Um, so I'm going to be using that platform. And Facebook has become a big platform for people like me, content creators, to really put their stuff out there. I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. YouTube, for the most part, has become almost outdated, but not exactly outdated. So I'm I'm still going to be on there. But for the most part, I'm just going to really focus on just trying to be a little bit more active, even if this is just to a small day-to-day capacity, like how I was in the beginning of my YouTube career. So be sure to like me, like, follow, share, all that stuff. And, you know, if you like what you see, just jump on jump on the um dreadlock blur bandwagon and you know let's get some things going for next year so the first thing i want to talk about is just the film discourse in general you know between youtube between tiktok and between and everything else in between i've noticed how a lot of people are just extremely dissatisfied with the content that has been put out this year and i'm not going to say you guys are not justified in your feelings i'm not going to say that at all but some of the criticisms i've just been hearing have been extremely 
extremely concerning because it's like, did you guys go into this looking to tear it down? Or were you really genuinely hoping for a positive and entertaining experience? Um, I'm looking at, you know, films such as, you know, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. You know, I said, I believe I said in my review, I I greatly enjoyed Wakanda Forever. I didn't know what to expect. I was on the bandwagon of, I really felt like they should have recasted T'Challa because I know in my heart that his story is not finished. And I know other, a lot of other people share the same sentiment, but after going to go see Wakanda Forever, I realized that you know, like, this was the right path for the story to go. This was the right path for it. You know, so I have no complaints about Wakanda Forever at all. Um, a lot of the other um, MCU movies, I mean, for the most part, have been pretty mids. Um, I was expecting a lot more from Multiverse of Madness. I was expecting a lot more from Multiverse of Madness. But, you know, it essentially ended up being, you know, WandaVision, the movie. That's essentially what it ended up turning out to be. So, not to stay on that, I'd say out of everything was Phase 4, which has been one of the biggest complaints I've been hearing about. It's just a phase, everyone feels like Phase 4 is just a complete dumpster fire, and it's not. Aside from Wakanda Forever and um, Spider-Man No Way Home, I really feel like a lot of stuff came out on Disney Plus between WandaVision, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, um, Ms. Marvel, which I enjoyed to a degree. Of course, Ms. Marvel and She-Hulk, I took it for what it was. You know, it's, it's definitely a series that I definitely wouldn't go back to go watch again. There are definitely episodes of WandaVision I would definitely go watch, you know, a couple of times. Or just certain scenes or whatever. Um, Marvel's What If is probably one of my favorites. I enjoy what they did with that. Especially with Infinity Ultron. Um, Alright, cool man. Definitely, definitely. Um, I'll definitely look forward to you jumping into that. Because, um, um, damn, I meant to put this out before. I was actually going to allow people to come in and join you know through video but i'll say they're starting next year but please i would love the conversation from anybody who's watching i would love to have a back and forth with you guys <laughs> but in any case as i was saying you know i mentioned on what kind of ever multiverse of madness spider-man no way home i enjoyed shang chi i thought shang chi was fantastic shang chi was a lot of fun um just thinking about all the other movies that came out throughout phase four, you know, the Eternals, you know, it is what it is. I could take it or leave it. It's whatever. But the amount of criticism I've heard over phase four, while a, f a small part of it might be justified, a great amount of it is definitely an extreme bias to what people were looking for, which is the craziest thing because I don't know what people were looking for for phase four you know we're just coming off of the infinity saga we kind of need that buffer time leading up into the next saga which is the multiverse saga which reminds me loki i thought was a pretty decent series also particularly the season finale with kang with um he who remains finally showing his face so i can't sit here and say that's um um phase four was a complete failure because it was it was not depending on what your perspective is 
Like I really think, and I've heard a lot of people say this too on, across social media that season that I'm I'm calling it season four, um, that phase four of the MCU was essentially the phase of grief, dealing with loss, getting over, you know, major tragedies in your life, and learning how to overcome that and be the better, be a better person for it, you know. Um, um, I've already I've already did my live stream on the commandeering of the term woke. I am not going to really get into it here, but that's one of the biggest ones I've been hearing about from a lot of people that, you know, the MCU, especially phase four has gone woke. And if you're one of those people that likes to throw that term woke around, I'm just going to come out and say, you're, you're fucking dumb. I'm sorry. You're dumb for one. And I, I'm just, and I can't believe I have to get into it here. As I've said before, the term woke is a commandeered term that was started by people like me. It was started by us to symbolize, you know, you are cognizant of the injustices that are happening to minority groups here in the United States. The far right have taken that term to make it mean anything dealing with diversity and inclusion. So essentially what you're saying is you are completely against diversity and inclusion. Now, as I said in my last live stream about this, I do not appreciate in diversity and inclusion for the sake of diversity and inclusion. I don't, I don't agree with that. If it makes narrative sense, then yes, I'm all for it. Again, everybody losing their heads over the fact that, you know, majority of the women are the focus of Wakanda forever. People obviously, and I hate to say this, people obviously don't read the comic books or they probably forgot what the first movie was all about because it was already established in Black Panther that the women are the backbone of Wakanda. They always have been. It's just what it is. You know, people are upset at the fact that the Dora Milaje were doing what they do. That's what they've always done. Or the fact that Shuri became the Black Panther. You had to have known that was going to happen. You may not have liked the fact that it happened so soon, but you had to know it was going to happen. It happened in the comic books. So from where, from, from where I'm sitting, Ryan Kluger did the best we did with what he had. You know, the passing of Chadwick Bowen was sudden, but not sudden. We, 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 he was sick. We just didn't know for how long he was dealing with it by himself. And I appreciated the fact that they wrote that in to the movie in, in a certain way. But if you're one of those people, if you're one of these, and I'm going to use the term, if you're one of these incels that just doesn't like the fact that women can actually, are actually capable of handling business, then I don't know what kind of rock you're living under in 2022 i really don't understand like you you need to get outside of your bubble or as they like to say on tiktok go outside and touch grass like it it is what it is you know do i do i appreciate things certain things being forced no i do not i'm like the rest of you. i don't appreciate that but what happened in what kind of forever wasn't forced what happened what happened throughout all the phase four with all the female characters and and you know the people of different ethnicities it's right in line. It's right in line with the comic books, guys. It's the same thing with you know Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Like now, if you're upset at the fact that Sam Wilson became Captain America and not Bucky, you again you don't read the comic books because it happens there. And you got to remember, these are production companies that are cramming 
years upon years upon years upon years of storylines into two or three hour movies. Luckily for us, like things like WandaVision or Falcon and the Winter Soldier were TV shows on Disney Plus that they were able to stretch the story out a little bit longer. But even so, he still had to build up over time, even before the show premiered. So it 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 it, it kills me when I hear people, you know, throwing the term rogue around because um Yeah, this is not the place to be doing that right now. Um Yeah. Yeah, we're not doing that. I wish I could delete a comment like that. Like don't don't do that. Like le don't 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 bring that in twenty twenty three. Don't jump in the chest to promote stuff. Don't do that. You know, like like you could message me that mess. Like you didn't have to post a comment here. That's just dumb and disrespectful. So no, we're 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 not gonna do that. Um, it's, um, again, it's, it, it's, it, it boggles my mind, the amount of people, especially with the amount of people that I've, that I've heard say that who are also in the content making industry, not, and I'm not just talking about just like YouTube or TikTok or Facebook. I'm talking about people who make films or fan series and stuff like that. When I hear, when I hear those type of people make these kind of comments, it's like, that's completely unexpected to hear from you as a person who is as people who are making original content you know the fact that you're still in this ideology that this is like the 1980s or the 1990s and you're making films or movies based off of that ideology and to think that women can't you know be badasses or that minorities individuals shouldn't be included in the stories it, it, it's it's kind of weird to me it's extremely weird and it's extremely it's, it's truly troublesome to me that you still think that heading into 2023 that for me to know that at certain points you wouldn't put a female lead in one of your movies that wasn't a damsel in distress it, it's very worrisome to me and it, it makes me wonder Where do you think your career is going to go? And this isn't me throwing shade or anything like that because I'm not going to kind of print it, but it's a legitimate question. Where do you think your career is going to go if you're not willing to at least entertain the idea of changing your formula up? Don't get me wrong. We still in a, live in a world where majority of the leads that you're going to see in movies are going to be straight white dudes. And I don't have anything, and I don't have a problem with that. It's it's been a thing since the beginning of the film making industry, and it's not going to go away anytime soon. I understand it; it doesn't bother me at all. Like I, like I said before, do I necessarily need to, need to see Clark Kent black? No, I do not. No, I don't. Clark Kent has always been a white person, so Clark Kent can stay a white person. Would I necessarily not go see a movie where Clark Kent is black? I probably would go see it just to entertain the idea, just to see what it, how it would turn out. But I don't necessarily need him to be black, you know. 
not considering the fact that there are black Superman, black Kryptonian characters that are out there. You have Valzal Superman. You have President Superman, Calvin Ellis. You have a couple of different black Supermen as well. Not to mention you have John Henry Irons, who is still, even though he's not Kryptonian, he's still part of the Superman legacy. Those characters exist. I understand that. So I would much rather you get those type of stories off the ground. Um, and that also kind of leads me into the DC cinematic universe. Um, unfortunately, this is me killing away for a second. Unfortunately, I was supposed to do a live stream just talking about the DC cinematic universe as a whole a few days ago with one of my boys, but we just couldn't get our schedules together. So more than likely we will try to get our schedules right and try to do one within like hopefully next weekend. Hopefully next weekend we can do the live stream on the DC cinematic universe because it's, it's like I want to do a, a, like a series deep dive of the DC, DC studios from that matter. It's DC studios now. So I'd really like to do a serious deep dive into that with my boy. My boy is the one who came to me about it. So me and him are going to co coordinate our schedules and we're going to try to get that out to you guys next week. But just looking at the DC as a whole, I did a live stream already on the DC 10 year plan, which at this point really wasn't one. But now it seems like they're kind of putting things together. Now that Peter Safran like Peter and Saffron. James Gunn are the heads of DC Studio. So they'll be the ones that are kind of, you know, really restructuring and putting this thing together. So we'll see what happens. I'm, I, I don't know when the next um, announcement is going to be by James Gunn. I know he said it's supposed to be very soon. So um, I'm going to try to coordinate the live stream either before that or after that. But the amount of people on both sides of the aisle that are like super for the DCEU and are super against the DCEU, it's mind boggling to me. You know, I remember when the MCU started and everyone was a little bit skeptical until, you know, everything led up to the Avengers. And then it was like, this is the best thing since sliced bread. Now, has DC or excuse me, I need to stop saying DC Warner Brothers. Has Warner Brothers made a lot of missteps with the DC Cinematic Universe? Absolutely. That it goes without question. You know, th were there a couple of things within the DCEU that stood out as positives? Yes. I thought Henry Cavill Superman was great. I, I enjoy Man of Steel. You know, I felt like they were really, after Justice League, they were going to try to turn his portrayal of Superman around when the proposed... Man of Steel 2 was getting ready to come out, but, you know, that got shot to hell. Um, I was skeptical on Ben Affleck as being Batman, but he turned out to be one of my favorite Batmans or one of my favorite cinematic Batmans to date. You know, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman was great, save for Wonder Woman 1984, which was a dumpster fire. You know, Jason Momoa seemed to enjoy being Aquaman. Ray Fisher got shafted as um, Cyborg. And then, of course, we have Ezra Miller and his Flash situation. We're not even going to get into that right now. But the Snyder fans, and I get it. I absolutely get it. Again, like I said before, I enjoy Man of Steel. Batman v Superman had its ups and downs, but for the most part, I enjoyed it, especially the Ultimate Edition. Zack Snyder's Justice League, I think, is a great piece of film. I'm, 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 I'm super excited that he, he was able to get that done. I was super happy that he was able to see his vision fully fleshed out in film form because that 2017 Justice League 
was horrible. And I've said it before. I've said it in my review. I should have went into the Justice League movie more excited, and I wasn't. And I left even less excited. I, I, you know, just as, just as the Justice League movie should have put me over the moon, and it didn't. My fate was still flat on Earth because I wasn't impressed with it. Um, the Snyder Cut, Mm-mm. so good, I bought it. It's sitting on my it's sitting on my shelf right now. The Blu-ray of um, Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League. So, but then we come up to Black Adam. And everyone's been laying their criticism on Black Adam. As I said in my review, I I enjoyed Black Adam for what it was. It wasn't the greatest superhero movie ever. It to me, it felt like a throwback to superhero movies in the nineties, before we had access to all to the internet, and we were able to find out all these different details before the movie came out. You know, it reminded me of that. It's like Black Adam along with Morbius to me are films that if they had came out in the 90s they probably would have killed if i'm gonna be honest with you if those movies came out in like the mid to late 90s i would say if black adam came out around a time of superman returns and the dark knight it probably would have killed if morbius came out either before or after blade it probably would have killed also it probably would have killed in the box office but that's just my opinion of course that is just my opinion but you know everyone's throwing shade at the rock right now for you know essentially being the rock and look you gotta understand this dude has been the the professional he's been in the professional wrestling game since the mid 1990s all the way up until what was the last WrestleMania he was in you know that's just something that doesn't go away you know, when you get into an industry like that, that just that, that that becomes like your lifeblood after a while. So the amount of shade being thrown at Dwayne Johnson has been interesting to me because, you know, a lot of people are claiming him that he was so that he was proposed he was positioning himself to take over the DCEU. Which hindsight twenty twenty might not have been a bad thing, depending on where he was gonna go next. I mean if if what people are saying is true, that he was going to position himself and for Black Adam to be like the centerpiece of the DCEU, then, of course, that's wrong. Um, excuse me. Him refusing to be make a cameo in a Shazam movie? Stupid, because Black Adam is a Shazam villain. He's not a Superman villain. I know he was just desperate to work with Henry Cavill, which I understand. And I will agree with him on the sentiment that everybody wanted Henry Cavill back because I think, despite what you felt, about Man of Steel or whether you, what you felt about the DC Cinematic Universe or just the Snyderverse, it can't be denied that Zack's, that um, Henry Cavill's Superman is definitely one that people gravitated to a lot recently. I, like, I, and, I, and I, I don't think I'm lying when I say that. Like, everybody really enjoyed Henry Cavill's portrayal as Superman. How Superman was portrayed in the movies is not his fault. It's just the way the Superman was written. I pretty, I'm pretty sure we are getting ready to get to a point yeah, where we're going to get the Superman that we all wanted to see on film. We'll never get that because Henry Cavill is out. But that's a discussion I'm going to say for the DC live stream. But I, I want people. What ultimately what I want is people to find a middle ground. That's ultimately what I want. I want people to find a middle ground. 
Like, if you're a fan of a property, that's one thing. If you're a fan of the Snyderverse, that's cool. I understand that. If you're not a fan of the Snyderverse, that's cool. I understand that also. But we have to start dialing back using the internet as like a battleground to try to destroy people. That's ultimately what I'm getting at. We have to stop using the internet as a battleground to destroy people or to tell people, tear people down because it's very easy. There's so many platforms that you can use to do it. But at this point, we have to start to realize that a lot of this stuff, a lot of things that we want to see out of the movies and TV shows that we like so much, the launches that we want to see are not going to happen if we're trying to dip our hands into the pot also. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big fan of fan casting. I'll do a fan cast in a split second. But that doesn't mean I'm qualified to go cast a movie just because of the way I think. Now, if they wanted to, if they asked for my opinion, sure, I'd give it to them. But at the end of the day, that's not my job. People get paid to do that. I don't get paid to do that. So that's just that. And even just looking at the discourse with the MCU. You know, things need a buffer time, guys. There has to be a bu buffer time between this thing and the next thing, you know. And I guess it's a spoiler, spoiled type of thing. We get used to one, we get used to a certain standard of something that when it changes or kind of simmers down for a little bit, we just get up in arms and stuff. Again, I'm not going to be one of those people that's going to say I hated the phase fours of the MCU. I didn't hate it. Or a lot of things that didn't necessarily grab me like the way it should. No, but that happens. You know, at certain at certain points, you got to kind of slow down a little bit, catch your breath and build up energy so you can start going again. That's what I think phase four is. Phase four is like that slow down period where people Gotta like, or the studio can like catch their breath and kind of like start to like build their key up so they can start going again for the next phase. Okay. Um, just looking at the comments here, there are actors who never heard of who will be perfect for a role. Did we know who Cammy Cam was before Superman, RDJ before Iron Man? And I can kind of agree with you on that because I'll tell you right now, there are two things that I know Henry Cavill from. One is the Count of Monte Cristo where he paid, played. Albert um, Mondego, I believe that's the last name, and also um, the Immortals movie. Um, I forgot the character he played. I think it was Theseus, if I'm not mistaken. He played in the Immortals. Um, I know a lot of people know him from the Tudors. I know that, you know. So, but aside from that, you know, I had no idea who who Henry Cavill really was. Like, yeah, I remember, like when he was in the Count of Monte Cristo, he was a teenager then. So, and the Count of Monte Cristo must have came out like back in like 2005, four, four, five, six, whenever, whatever the heck it came out in the early 2000s. So, like the same thing with Robert Downey Jr. before Iron Man. The only thing a lot of people knew about Robert Downey Jr. was, was the bad stuff about him. Like all the drug stuff and all that. Forgetting that he was actually a good actor before he got into Iron Man. He was a good actor before that. And Iron Man... Iron Man gave RDJ a chance to really become well-known throughout a lot of communities. That's what it was. I mean, even right now, I can't really say who I could see being Iron Man if they ever decide to recast him 
or a reboot because let's uh, let me just say this right now guys do not be surprised that within i'd say i'm 38 now let's say by the time i'm either 48 or maybe even 55 they'll try to reboot the mcu it's like it's just inevitable by the time by the time my little girl she's four months right now by the time my little girl is probably 15 i'll 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 give it a step further by the time she's probably i'll say either before she gets to high school or before she gets to middle school they'll be talking about rebooting the mcu at the rate people are feeling about the MCU right now, don't be surprised if they reboot it. You know, because they have to keep that train going somehow. And there's only so many characters that they include in the MCU that can keep those torches going until they eventually come back. Because as we all know in comic books, these characters come back. They just don't stay dead. They come back in one way or another. That's why the multiverse is such a big thing now with comic books right now because it's a way to bring certain characters back. It is, it is what it is. Um, that actually leads me into my next thing about sequels, reboots, and remakes. You know, a lot of people have big complaints about sequels, reboots, and remakes. And again, and I say this with the utmost respect, I understand where your criticism is coming from. I understand it. But like I said in my video about wokeness. Sequels, reboots, and remakes, and wokeness are the same story, guys. It's the same exact narrative. You understand? Like, we look at how Disney has been remaking all these animated movies into live-action movies. You know, the biggest controversy that came up was The Little Mermaid with um, um, Halle Bailey taking over the role of Ariel. You're not really mad. Well, rather, I guess people were mad that she that she was black. She was black. I don't know why, because mermaids are fictional characters. In actual lore of mermaids, they're actually green, and they're not as as gorgeous as they are in these animated features. So, when I hear people just lose their shit over things like this, it it, it boggles my mind. And don't get me wrong. A lot of the live-action versions of um, Disney movies haven't been all that great. Um, granted, I haven't seen them all. I, I'll, I'll tell you that one. I haven't seen them all. I've seen some of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I've seen Aladdin. That's probably the one I've watched from like beginning to end, the um, live-action version of Aladdin. And I will say the person who played Jafar wasn't really scary enough. I'm sorry. Um, um, I started to watch the live-action version of The Lion King. Couldn't finish it. I, I, I just could not. You lose something when you don't have the animated facial expressions that we did in the animated movie. The live action version is just looks like lions talking and it's like that's not entertaining. That's not entertaining at all. And then, you know, the the reason why that came out was Pinocchio and people have been trashing that all over the place, so you know. But they're gonna keep doing it. They're just gonna they're gonna keep doing it. You know, because it's another way of keeping the cash cow going. And they know the younger generation are going to go out and go see it because if they haven't seen the animated version, they're going to see the live action version. 
Um, but they just, just said, I think it will die down for a while. No movies for a few years, maybe just cartoons and random crap, but no official movies. But then when our kids, our teens will be like, wow, I remember this little, ill, I remember this bring, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it, it's, it's just an, it's just a natural order of entertainment, guys. Especially with movies. No, not, not even just movies. It's, it's the same thing with TV shows. Like, I just recently saw a commercial for the Night Court reboot, or I can't even call it a reboot. Um, it's a sequel series to the original Night Court. If you guys remember, Night Court was a show that used to come on NBC back in like the eighties. Um. I'm forgetting the guy's name who played the judge. Um, but it was a sitcom. It was a sitcom on NBC. And right now, the re, uh, the revamped version of it is going to come out with Melissa Roush from Big Bang Theory starring as a, as a lead star. Quantum Leap is another example of a re, of, of like a sequel series, you know, coming out. Um, which one that I kind of actually really enjoy. Me and my wife actually enjoy um, Quantum Leap a great bit, which is interesting because I never really had the chance to watch the older version of Quantum Leap. I just may go back and watch it. Um, but it just says, all my women friends said Jafar was too good looking. Yes. And I get that people want to kind of like be infatuated with the villain, but if he doesn't look like a villain, then what's the point? You know, what, what, what what's it all for? Um, I made a joke um, around the time that that announcement was made for the Atlanta live action movie. I remember saying that the guy who played Jafar on Once Upon a Time, I believe it was Oded Fur from um, the Mummy franchise. He played Jafar on Once Upon a Time and he looked way more menacing as Jafar than Homeboy in the Aladdin movie. Way more menacing. So there's that to look at. Um, But Again, like I said before, I believe they're just they're just gonna keep we're gonna they're gonna keep remaking. And the reason why, which is a lot of people, which a lot of people don't seem to understand, all they know is that they just don't like the idea of a press, of a movie or a TV show being rebooted, being remade, or another sequel coming out for from a long time ago. People don't want to let go of their nostalgic hold on it. That's what that comes down to. People don't want to let go of their nostalgic hold on it. Look, I know people have torn down the 2016 Ghostbusters movie left, right, up, down, every which way around. Like I said in my review for the Ghostbusters 2016 movie, I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was all that bad. Actually, there were a couple of parts in it that were funny. Were there a lot of things about it that didn't really work well? Yes. The fact that it wasn't necessarily a part of the actual Ghostbusters canon. If it was, I think I would have been okay with it a little bit more. But that's not to say that the women in the movie were not funny because I feel like they were. There are a couple of times in the movie where I genuinely chuckled, you know. So, but it's it's, it's, it's interesting the way I look at people and people's reaction to a to something being rebooted or remade or getting a sequel after so long ago. You know, the Terminator franchise is one of my favorite franchises. Love the Terminator, love Terminator 1. Extremely love Terminator 2. And then, you know, I think like early 2000s, we got Terminator 3, which was completely unexpected. We got Terminator Salvation a few years after that, which in my opinion 
would have fared better if it centered around John Connor. That's the hill I'm going to die on. It is. I feel like if the movie centered more on John Connor, it would have I w- it would have been a little bit more better. Um, I actually like Terminator Genesis, and that's another hill I'm going to die on. I think what they were trying to do as far as a concept was actually not a bad idea. I just didn't like the fact that they gave it away in the trailer. That didn't help. But I think as far as the concept is concerned, I thought it was pretty solid. Then, of course, there's Terminator Dark Fate, which is pretty much a remake of Terminator 1 and 2. It's literally a remake of Terminator 1 and 2. That's all it is. Um, If you go back in my videos, then you will find how I would have fixed the entire Terminator franchise. I think what I did with it makes a lot more sense. So you can go back and watch that um, whenever you get a chance. Um, But... You know, you look at the Terminator franchise, you look at you look at Batman. How many times did they reboot Batman? Even though, you know, the Batman is not necessarily a reboot. The one with Robert Pattinson is just like a it's just, it's an Elseworlds movie. It's an Elseworlds story for the Batman. That's all it is. Um even now with the um DC Studios, you know, is essentially I guess the best way to put it is a reboot. It's just, it's like a clean slate. James Gunn and Peter Safran are doing a clean slate with um, DC Studios. The only thing that's not being touched is um, the Batman, the Joker sequel. Uh, I mean, the Batman sequel, the Joker sequel, and all the other things that are getting ready to slate, slated to come out in 2023. Again, that will be talked about in a DC Studios live stream. But I think people just don't like the idea for someone for some unknown reason people just don't like the idea of their beloved movie tv show whatever being destroyed i guess which is weird because a reboot doesn't necessarily destroy the original and i think people forget that i think people forget the, the fact that reboots and remakes don't destroy the original and i've said this before if a remake is better than the original, then you kind of won. Because what if the original wasn't that great? And that happens a lot. There's a, a lot of original stories that aren't that great that get rebooted later on, and it happens to be better. Um, sequels, if done correctly, can work out a great deal. Like, let's look at Ghostbusters Afterlife. A great sequel. Is it perfect? Almost. It's, it's, it's almost perfect. It's almost a perfect sequel. You got to figure Ghostbusters Afterlife is a direct sequel to Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. It's a direct sequel. So I would definitely say that Ghostbusters Afterlife is almost a near perfect sequel. Um, trying to think of what else might have been a, another perfect sequel. There's a couple others that I just can't think of at the moment right now. But, you know people lose their shit over sequels, reboots, and remakes when not realizing that this is a chance to either solidify the original as a masterpiece or fix the mistakes of the original that weren't really there. Sometimes these things are limited by the technology of their time. Hence why it took James Cameron 10 plus years to come up with Avatar 2 because he waited for the, he needed the technology to catch up with what he wanted to film. I still have yet, we have still yet to see Avatar 2. We're going to see that at some point. We just don't know when. But trust me when I say this. I'm going to get to say this. 
it said they needed two billion just to break even. It'll be, it'll make two billion. Avatar two will definitely make two billion. Trust me when I said it. People are probably gonna go see it second, third, and fourth. I saw the first one three times in the movie theaters. All three times I saw it in three D. All three times I saw Avatar in 3D. So trust me, Avatar is going to make his money and then some. All right. It's definitely going to make his money back. Um, I've I've talked about the supposed woke agenda. And that's what and I call it a supposed woke agenda because that's really what it is. This is a supposed woke agenda. There is no woke agenda. There might be a uh, diversity agenda and inclusion agenda, but there is no woke agenda. Because if it were a woke agenda, a lot of people would be making different complaints about movies for different reasons. People of different ethnicities, racial backgrounds, orientations exist. They exist, people. And we have to stop acting like they don't exist. They want representation too. They want representation in the things that they love to watch. You don't think these people like watching superhero movies? You don't think they like watching sci-fi fantasy genre movies? You don't think they want to see that? Of course they want to see representation. Like when people got up in arms about the black elves and the black doors in the, more, in the Lord of the Rings, on um, the Rings of Power, all I could do was roll my eyes at it. That's, that's, that's all I could do. In fact, the most recent thing is people getting a little bent out of shape about Angraboda being black and God of War Ragnarok. There were no black people in Norse mythology. And you know what? There were no Norse gods either. Those gods aren't real. That's why it's called Norse mythology. They're stories to kind of progress the culture, just like there's Greek mythology and, and mythologies all over all over the um all over, of every nation. There's mythologies of every nation. They're a way to progress the history of those cultures to keep the to keep it interesting to keep it going so it's it's interesting the amount of people and and like i said before a lot of these criticisms come from people who are into content creation business which is which again just boggles my mind completely as the uh, the amount of people that throw out the term woke the moment they see something they don't like in a movie. You know, it's like your 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 reasoning for not liking a certain thing is because you feel it's too woke because there are too many women doing awesome things or there's too many people of color or there just happens to be people who are a part of the LGBTQ community in the movie doing things. That's a problem for you. In 2022, that's a problem for you. It tells me two things. It tells me two things. One, that you haven't really grown up mentally. It, it means you. It means you haven't grown up mentally. You haven't matured yet to really notice the surroundings outside of your own little bubble that these people do exist. And that, you know, their lives matter and they want representation also in the things they watch and read. And two. No, I think that might be just it. It's not even, it's not even, it's not even, it's not even, it's not even two. It's really just one. You haven't grown up. You haven't taken the time out to really 
mature and understand the world around you. Those they they exist, and they want to be be represented just like how you want to be represented, just like how you will want Latin representation in in TV shows and movies, or Asian representation, or just any type of representation at all. You want it to be out there in the forefront, but you draw the line at people who are gay or lesbian or non-binary or people who, you know, haven't have a different ideology than you it's a pretty sad existence to live if i'm if i'm being honest with you it's a pretty sad existence to live you know so and i've seen this stretch across not just movies but tv shows comic books video games i've seen it stretch across all forms of entertainment and then it's like why are you even doing these things then Um, Pretty just said that Light Lightyear was honestly not just not good, but people complain that people don't like it because it was woke. But I also agree, every movie is meant for someone to enjoy. If you don't like it, then who cares? You don't need to watch it, or like go do something else. Again, go outside and touch grass, people. Just go outside and go touch some grass. Like that's and I'm glad you brought that up. That's actually a very interesting point. Not everything's gonna be for you. I, I think I think we forget that. I think we forget that not everything is meant for you. I've noticed a major I've noticed a major bias in a lot of things. People's bias in a lot of things is more unjustified than it is justified. You know, I I see people levy complaints on a lot of things that are just like did you purposely go watch this or read this just to say that you didn't like it? Because if that's the case, that's that's pretty dumb. If you know in your heart of hearts that you're going to go see something that you know you're not going to like, that's a waste of time. If you see something that you know you're not going to like, if you play something that you know you're not going to like, if you read something that you know you're not going to like, that is a complete waste of time as an adult. Is a complete waste of time. Now, it's one thing if you're like a lot of YouTubers that I know who are like film critics that are, you know, they're paid to go watch these things and give their reviews on them on their YouTube channels. You know, oftentimes they get like an advanced screening. So like, you know, people like Chris Stuckman or Jeremy Johns or, you know, Dan Mural, like, you know, or John Campion and um, the John Campion show, those guys, you know, they're given you know, advanced screenings to go see these things so they can get their takes on them. You know, that's one thing. If you're, if you're like paid or that's your business of doing that. But if you are willingly going out to go watch, play, read something that you know deep down you are not going to like, you're dumb. You're dumb for that. Why would you do that? Like, and that's something... I mean, that's just something I've always done over the years. That's just something I've always done. Like, if I know there's something that I know is not for me, I'm not going to spend my money to go watch it. I'm not going to spend my money to go read it. And I'm not going to spend my money to go play it. I'm just going to leave that for whoever's going to like it. That's all. Hence why you've never seen me play Call of Duty. It's not my thing. 
I've entertained the idea of jumping into that arena, but I just don't. You know, there's there's a certain there's a certain set of games that I like to play. There are certain types of movies that I like to watch. There are certain types of things that I like to read. If I know something of either one of those characters, it's going to be something that I'm not going to like. I am not going to engage in it. That's just for my own peace of mind. That's what that's for. That's just for my own sanity to not do something like that. Because then you're going to jump on the internet and you're going to start levying complaints after complaint after complaint about something. And then the worst part is there are going to be other people that are going to be like, I knew it. I knew it. I just knew it was going to be for that. Stop it. Just, just stop. Just stop. Can we, can we at least go into 2023? Try not to drive ourselves crazy by watching things that we know we're not going to enjoy. Is that really so hard to do? It doesn't sound like it's a hard thing to do. It really does not. You know, this, this is between, between criticism, between critiquing something, and between ranting. There's a, there's never going to, there's never not going to be a rant. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be ranting. I'm ranting right now. And this is something I really do, but I really feel I needed to talk about this before 2022 was over. Prodigious says, I'm never going to play GTA because I don't care for it, but that doesn't mean it's a bad game. I just don't care. Exactly the point. I don't play GTA. I don't play, I don't do I don't play GTA. I don't really do race car games. I don't do anything like Fortnite or Apex. I don't do any of those games. I'm not a sp- I'm definitely not a sports game type of person. I don't play those games. Does that mean those games are bad? No. That just means I don't like to play them. So I don't play them. I'm pretty sure there's and I know there's a lot of people out there that love to play those games. Go have your fun. It's just not for me. You know, again, if there, I know there's a show on TV that I'm not going to really get into, I'm not going to watch it. Maybe I'll give it a chance, but if I find that is not for me, then it's not for me, you know. So it's it 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 it, it really intrigues me by the amount of people that I know that sit and watch these things just to tear it down. Now I get it. There are some instances where they were genuinely hoping for a good experience and they didn't get one. But I still feel like there's a bias there because. You went in expecting to be one way and it was not. And that's and that's okay, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Alright? You know, I remember the amount of people bashing the twenty sixteen Ghostbusters movie. You know, again. I, I and I'll tell you right now, I went in with a bias. I went in there thinking this movie is not going to be for me. I don't know why. Well, my bias was based on the fact that it wasn't attached to the Ghostbusters legacy. That was my that was my thing. But again, I still enjoyed it for what it was. And that's ultimately what you guys need to start trying to do is try to start enjoying things for what they are. Because I could tell you right now, your bias is showing. Your bias is really showing. And people are smart enough to know when you're critiquing something based out of bias or if you're critiquing something based on just your own professional um opinion. Which is why I this is why I can sit and watch people like Jeremy Johns, 
Chris Stuckman, the John Campion show, um, Movie Bob, um, Dan Mural sometimes. You know, there's a reason why I can sit and watch those guys' reviews. There's a reason why those are the first people I go to when it comes to reviews because I know they're going to give me a more so honest opinion as opposed to a biased one. In fact, my top three have to be, you know, Jeremy Johns, Chris Stuckman, and Movie Bob. Those are my top three. Those are the top, those are my top three guys that I go to as of, in terms of, you know, getting an honest review on a movie or a TV show or a game. I can always trust those three because they're going into it, you know, with an unbiased opinion. You know, when you go in, when you go into something with a prejudice and an unbiased, when a, with a biasness to it, it's either going to be really good or it's going to be really bad. It's going to be really good when it was not, and it's going to be really bad when it wasn't. And in 2023, we have to start learning how to separate the two, because what you're going to do, what you're going to do, is to create a larger division in something that everybody should be enjoying. I don't know what the next Aquaman movie is going to be like. I don't know what the Shazam, I don't know what Shazam Fury the Gas is going to be like. I don't know what the Flash movie is going to be like if it ever comes out. The only thing I can do is just wait and see for myself. Just like I believe the next movie and and the next thing, believe the next MCU movie is um Ant-Man Quantumania. I believe that's the next one. Excuse me. I won't know how it is until I go see it. That's the kind of person I am. I don't know how things are going to be until I see it. Was I super hyped for Black Adam? Not enough to go see it in the movie theaters. But that's what that's been with a lot of movies for me this year. There's just been a lot of movies where it's like, I want to see it, but I'm not willing to jump to the movie theaters to go see it. Save for, you know, at least this year, save for you know, Multiverse of Madness and Wakanda Forever. So, uh, my, so what, my, what my final word, I guess, is to not only just my content creator friends, but to people across all social media in general. Leave your bias at home. And I know that's easier said than done, but just 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 roll with me for a second. Leave your bias at home. Go into it. Go into whatever you watch, read, or play. Go into that thing with an unfettered mind. Go in there with a fresh pair of eyes. Essentially, what I'm saying is go in there and only critique something based on what you saw. Now, at the same time, when you leave something, kind of leave with an unbiased mind also. Now, again, the whole diversity and inclusion thing, are there instances where a lot of times it can be heavy-handed? Yes. Let's not, let's not, you know, split hairs here. There are times where it is kind of forced, but I think we've reached a point where they've kind of found a pretty solid groove to where it's now being pushed down our throats. It just makes for entertaining stuff, you know. But if you're someone of those people that feels like it's being pushed down your throats, then maybe you shouldn't watch things like that anymore. 
Go watch. Go keep watching stuff from back in the day. Go ahead. And there's nothing anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with watching stuff back in the day. There's a lot of things I go back to from back in the day that I watch. But I'm also I also like different perspectives. I like watching things from the viewpoint of somebody else who is not me. Or rather, I like watching something from the viewpoint that is someone like me. Like just thinking back to a lot of the movies that I've seen that are like not of the so-called mainstream mainstream culture. Sorry to Bother You is one of my favorite movies. Majority of the cast is black. It's a weird, out of nowhere, um, alternate dimension type of movie. I think Sorry to Bother You is one of is. I didn't expect I didn't expect the movie to go like that. The way Sorry to Bother You went, I didn't expect it to go that way. But I enjoyed it more because it did, which is probably why one of my favorite shows is Atlanta. Atlanta has been one of my favorite shows since it premiered back in a few years ago on FX. I think Donald Glover did a great job of presenting a surreal look at life in Atlanta that, in my opinion, takes place in an alternate universe, or rather, it takes place in a dream. If you want to believe, you know, the comments on the series finale of Atlanta, it could be in an alternate universe or it could be in a dream. We'll probably never know unless never know. Donald Glover decides to spill the beans at some point. Atlanta was one of my favorite shows. I think, I th- and I think that's probably why certain anthology shows really stick out to me. Things like The Twilight Zone, The Outer Limits. I can't wait for Black Mirror to come back. Um, Perversions of Science, if you remember what Perversions of Science was. You know, things like that. Shows like that where it kind of takes a... It takes what you know and kind of flips it on its head. I like things like that. And I think we can all agree that shows like that are shows that, you know, never get old, usually. And anthology shows like that usually never get old like that. I can't wait for Black Mirror to come back. I wonder what's taking so daggone long. But I'm hoping that going into 2023, everyone goes in there with an open mind. Going open. Going there with an open mind with the understanding that this may not bear for you. If you can at least try to find something that you can connect to that thing, that's one thing. But if you don't like it, say the reasons why you don't like it in a way that I'm not trying to tell you what to do. Present like if if you're going to call yourself a critic, if you're going to call yourself a content critic, then that's what you do. Critique it. You know, if there's certain things that don't work for you, I understand that. That's one thing. But using the excuse that is woke is not going to work anymore. At least not for me. It's not going to work from work anymore for me. The moment I and this is something I started months ago. The moment I see the word woke either in the title of your video or anywhere in your review, I'm turning it off. Because I already know I already know where your mind is. I already know where it is. There's, there's actually a couple of channels that I stopped watching because of that. Because you use the term woke and I automatically know. I, 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 I have to discredit you. If your first response is that it's woke, I'm, I, I automatically am. No, uh, no. You already lost. You already, you already lost my view. Because I already, I already know what you're biases about this thing so 
there's no point in watching this thing anymore. It's not. We 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 got to do better as content creators, as people who consume this and people who create this. We have to be better at this. We have to be better at discerning what stands out to us and what doesn't stand out to us. And we have to be able to present it in a way that people understand without without you sounding like you're some kind of Neanderthal. That's just my opinion. You know, um, I'm going to leave the um, chat open if you guys want to add a couple of things. If you say if you want to say a couple of things, but. I guess the last thing I can say about the entertainment discourse, I don't see it stopping anytime soon. I don't see this discourse coming to an end anytime soon. I think it's going to be a thing for the next couple of years. You know, people are debating about whether the movie star is even a thing anymore. There's still movie stars. There's always going to be movie stars. The only difference now is that there's a different way to become a movie star now. You know, I guess the best way to put it is like the time of the movie star is becoming less and less. And the time of the influencer is becoming more, you know, one of the biggest discourses people had about the MCU. Well, maybe finish filmmakers is that they feel that the MCU isn't putting out movie stars anymore. Is that people are so concerned more with the characters. People have always been concerned about the characters. That's the whole point of them going to go see this thing. Now, MCU, DCEU, anything that's based off of an existing property aside, you know, if you're talking about like a movie that's kind of character driven, okay, yes. I'll just talk, I mean, there's still going to be a lot of us that are going to be concerned about who's playing who. You know, I've seen people talk about, you know, how movies have, certain movies have gotten to shaft over the past couple of months because they haven't been getting promoted. Honestly speaking, there's been a lot of things that haven't really been getting promoted like they should. You know, a lot of the fanfare surrounding a lot of movies hasn't really been there. And I'm and I'm not just talking about like regular movies. I'm talking talking about like MC, like superhero movies also. There hasn't really been a lot of fanfare surrounded surrounded by them. Like, was there any really promotional stuff for Black Adam? There might have been, but I can't off the top of my head think of anything that was promotional for Black Adam leading up to the release of the movie. And I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of promotion stuff for Wakanda Forever. I think definitely Spider-Man No Way Home. But, you know, we're still coming off the pandemic, guys. So everyone's kind of in recoup mode right now. That, that's where we're at. Everyone's kind of in recoup mode. So we're just trying to get back to how it kind of used to be. It'll probably never get that way. But that's where we are right now. We're just trying to get back to a, some semblance of normalcy. And... With the boom of streaming services, which is also another component to this. The streaming services have definitely did a number on the way we view celebrities now also. It is what it is, you know. You got people who gravitate more to doing a series on a streaming service or doing a movie on a streaming service than doing something, you know, for mainstream movie theaters. It's easy for them, you know. And the amount of movies that come out right away on streaming services or to take a while, there's that too. The, the, the landscape of entertainment is ever evolving. It, it is what it is. It's just ever evolving is ever changing. 
And what did Triple H say a few years, years ago? In life, you either adapt or you perish. That's evolution. And those are the words I use quite often. You either adapt or you perish. If you don't adapt, you're going to be gone. It is what it is. Um, but all that being said, I'm just going to sign out of this right now. It is 1017. We're a little less than two hours. Actually, we're a little less than an hour. Well, a little over an hour away from 2023. I hope everyone watching and listening enjoys um, the remainder of the year. You only have an hour or so to do it. And if you're going to make a resolution for 2023 is to just be a better overall consumer. That's the, I'm not going to tell you to be the better person, but be a better overall consumer of things. You know, I mean, I don't know a lot of people do the way things that we do because it gets them an audience, which is, I'm not going to say necessarily a bad thing. If it gives you an audience and it gives you an audience, it is what it is. But think about the damage you're doing to other people that are creating this stuff. And then don't be surprised if certain things don't come out the way you want them to come out in the near future. All that being said, of course, be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Definitely follow me on Facebook, watch YouTube, all my links are in the description box. So you'll be able to catch me there and I will catch you guys next time. And I'm going to be talking about DC studios. We're going to try to get that one in. Um, my resolution for next year is to be, like I said, is to be a little bit more consistent. Now I'm going to try to be a little more consistent with this, even if it's to like a smaller capacity, which is like maybe a couple minute videos where I just talk about something. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to keep my ear to the ground more on anything entertainment wise. I'm going to try to keep my ear to the ground. I haven't been able to keep up with that, but I'm going to try to keep, try to be on um, a little bit more, um, abreast of that. I would appreciate if you guys help me out with that. You know, if you sent, if you think there's anything that I might be interested in talking about, whether it's a news article or a video, be be sure to send it my way. I don't have a problem with it. Just be able to send it to me. You'll be able to, you can find me on all my social medias any way you can. So by being able to talk with them. All right. Other than that, you guys stay safe. Enjoy the rest of the year. And I will see you guys in 2023. I'm out. Peace.